listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 30th of June 2021, and it is the end of the financial year. So we'll be taking a look back at the year that was on the on the share market and more importantly taking a look ahead into the future and what a spectacular past 12 months it's been for shares since july the all ordinaries index which tracks the top 500 listed companies by market capitalization rose 26.4 percent that's the best since 1987 for the s p asx 200 it's an increase of 23.9 percent that is the best performance for that index since it launched now in terms of the top stocks on the s p asx 200 the best performer was chalice mining up 645 percent followed by pilbara minerals 480 percent and hub 24 an increase of 206 percent the worst performers on the 200 included the a2 milk company down 68 percent appen limited down 60 percent and regis resources down 55 percent so for more on the year that was and what now for the future i spoke earlier with craig james from comsec craig we were in a recession for most of this financial year but we've recovered quite strongly how would you describe that bounce back well, it's a recovery like we haven't seen before, really. I mean, you, you've got to go back, I suppose, 45 years to see a faster economic recovery year here in Australia, go back to the 1970s. We had 3.5% growth in the September quarter. If we look at you know, the economic growth figures, 3.2% um, in the December figure, and then f- finish that off with 1.8% for the, the March quarter. Now, we haven't got the, the final June quarter figures you know, uh, available. They won't be available for three months, but uh, it's certainly been a powerful economic recovery. So as a result, mostly because of a record amount of government stimulus and record low official interest rates, our share market has bounced back by how much? Well, the, the ink is still drying on, on the figures, but we've got a gain for the all ordinaries, the broader market, yeah, of the order of 27%. And we haven't seen a gain like this for a financial year in 34 years. So, so certainly it's one out of the box, but it reflects the, the good economic circumstances that we've had and the attractive financial conditions. The ASX 200, yeah, the, the grouping of the top 200 stocks has gained a little bit less than the all ordinaries, uh, up in the order of 25%, but uh, certainly a yeah, sort of powerful performance by the share market over the past year. Can you run through which sectors did well and what were the major themes throughout the past 12 months? Well, it's been an interesting year if we, we look at you know, sort of the sectors driving the, the gains. The information technology, a relatively small sector here in Australia, it was leading the gains for a while, then it would pull back and basically the financial sector would take over. But if we look at the top performing sectors, it's consumer discretionary, includes the retailers, a gain of around about 42%. Uh, then we've got information technology with a gain of 41%. Then we've got the bigger sectors, the financials up in the order of 37% and the material sector up in the order of 30%. As I say, it's been waxing and waning over the year. The, the growth focus sectors would lead for a while, then the cyclicals would take in and you know, sort of effectively you know, sort of exert some leadership on the, on the market. I guess with so much stimulus though, at some point it'll have to be wound back. So when and how will this happen and what do you think we'll hear about from the Reserve Bank when it meets next week? When you take away you know, so the punch bowl, certainly you know, sort of investors start to get a little bit toey, but I think we're some way away from 
talk about um, uh, taking away the, the punch bowl. Uh, it's still the case that we've got yes, COVID cases and we've got that um, uh, highly infectious uh, Delta variant, which is still rampaging across the, the planet. So I think it's a little bit too early to talk about uh, removing stimulus. Um, it, it will have to come at some point in time, but the earliest that we're expecting in terms of interest rates going up or you know, so the, the bond buying tapering off would be uh, the end of 2022. So there's still a fair way to, to go. Um, certainly the, the federal government as well as the Reserve Bank want to see a number of preconditions met before we start to see a winding back of stimulus. They want to see the unemployment rate down to 4%. They want to see um, inflation sustainably between 2 and 3%. And we want to see wage growth of the order of 3% annual. And uh, we're still a fair way from achieving those objectives. So with all of that in mind, what will it likely mean for share market returns over the next financial year? Well, I think we're going to see a year of underperformance in terms of the share market over the, the coming 12 months. And that reflects the fact that we will be reopening and there will be that talk of removing stimulus away, even though it may not materialise yet. So after gains around about 25% this year, we might see more modest gains around about 5% in the next financial year. You even it out though over a period of five years and you've still got annualised gains of around about 7% you know, a year. So it's still a strong performance by the share market when you look at over a medium to, to longer term sense. Craig James there from Comsec, and today the S&P ASX 200 rose 0.2% to 7,313, buoyed by Telstra up 4.5% on its sale of 49% of its mobile towers business. AGL also announced detailed plans to split off its coal power stations. So what is in the future for the share market? I spoke earlier with Luke Larrative from Seneca Financial Solutions. Luke, I guess the new financial year will be all about interest rates, inflation, and thus the potential for a tapering of stimulus. What's the market expecting? What are you thinking? Look, the stock market's pricing in about 75 basis points of interest rate hikes from the RBA between now and mid-2024. We think that's a little bit too aggressive, uh, given that you know earnings are continue to be revised higher, um, and, and there's still uh, the set, the guidance from the, the RBA is still rel relatively dovish. Um, we think there's a chance for them to taper some of the QE they're doing over the next 12 months, but we think interest rates still stay low, and that's still going to be positive for the ASX. I guess during the past 12 months also, commodity prices have boomed. It's really the engine room for Australia, providing shareholders and the government with, a, with some extra returns. Where to now, do you think? For me, commodities are kind of at the top of the cycle um, after distributing record, but what I see is unsustainable free cash flow during FY21. Um, we're expecting iron ore prices to kind of pull back to that kind of $100 mark uh, in US dollars uh, per tonne. And that's because inventories are quite high in China and some of the other key markets, as well as some of the COVID impacted supply, particularly out of Brazil, is coming back online. Uh, we're still certainly bullish on some other parts of the commodities uh, complex, such as the battery minerals, which is like lithium, cobalt and nickel, uh, which should continue to see, uh, you know, strong prices and supportive of some of those miners. I guess the key thing that investors want to know, where are the opportunities in the new financial year, right? So in the past 12 months, your consumer discretionary stocks, your information technology stocks, your financials did pretty well. Uh, they, they led the gains over the past 12 months. What do you think will be the key themes for investors? Where are the opportunities and what do you like? 
Uh, certainly, I think across all sectors, M and A is going to be a key theme. So, for, for investors, you know, looking to to exploit that, we're going to try and find companies that have got, uh, you know, material shareholders on the register, strategic shareholders on the register, uh, opportunities for industry consolidation, vertical integration, and any opportunities to capture market share through strategic buys. I think as well, we're going to spend more and more time at home. Working from home is now part of the norm, and, and as a result, where we spend our time is where we spend our money. So that's going to be home improvement. That's going to mean upgrading our appliances. That's going to mean the city fringe and, and, and relying less on short commute times and people moving further and further out. So they're some of the key, uh, the, the trends, I suppose, that are happening in the economy that people can look to uh, exploit in the markets. And uh, today, the big story, Telstra's sale of 40% of its towers business for nearly $3 billion. Some of that money, they say, will be returned to shareholders. What do you make of this deal and what does it say about Telstra? Well, I sort of make it's been well flagged. So, you know, no one should be surprised by the fact that Telstra has offloaded this particular division. Um, and it's, you know, it's pleasing for shareholders that uh, they're going to return, you know, half the half the capital to, to shareholders over the next 12 months. Um, I, I think Telstra is focused on, you know, paying down debt, simplifying their business. And that's going to be really important. They've got a nice lead uh, with the priority access to the 5G spectrum, uh, giving them a significant advantage over their competitor, which is TPG Telecom. So I think having a streamlined, simpler business, a little bit more cash on hand, uh, and, and hopefully a higher market cap as a result of this distribution uh, sh- should hopefully stand them in good stead, and, and hopefully they can capitalise on this lead they've got over TPG. Luke Lurity there from Seneca Financial Services. Don't forget you can stream this as a podcast on the SBS radio app, Spotify, along with Apple Podcasts, and for more, watch SBS World News weeknights at 6.30. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.